0: only from Rustolium.
1: Dr. Anita Mitra, I told you it wasn't going to be long before you'd be back. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. I can't keep away, can I?
1: <laughs> well, only because I pester you, because you are such a popular guest. I have to say, I've had so many messages from people saying... Particularly really good friends as well, saying I have sent the link to the episode that you did with Dr. Anita Mitra to so many friends. It's such a valuable, valuable resource.
0: Oh, that's so nice.
1: So you are an NHS doctor, you specialise in gynecology and obstetrics, so that's what we really delved into when you Mm. came on the show last time, which is a very, as people have fed back, a really brilliant, valuable resource and normalising talking about female sexual health. But you are here today... To share your feel good habits. And I'm so excited to hear what they are because you have, unlike anyone else who's actually been on this podcast, talking about their feel good habits, you have quite a varied, interesting and some and, and stressful schedule. So you actually have to factor in not just feel good habits just generally, but around quite a hectic lifestyle.
0: It's so funny because I just think my life is quite normal and I just, you know, I always sort of rationalize it thinking like, well, I don't really have anyone else to look after. I mean, I can barely look after myself, to be honest. Um, But, you know, I just see other people and think, wow, you've got such like complex like family situations. You've got kids, pets, all these kind of things. I mean, I have a pet, it's my husband, but, uh, (laughs) you know, sometimes I take him for walks. I feed him occasionally, give him a little stroke. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, Anita, that is, that is lol, that is lol. Give him a little stroke, take him for a walk. You've got a bag of treats down the side of the sofa.
0: Of course, of course.
1: <laughs> okay, so where are we starting with your feel-good habits? And are these hard-earned feel-good habits, or are these things that have always
0: come quite naturally to you? Well, I think all of them are kind of things that have developed um Along through the years, um, but I think that you know, first things first. Self care is something that you know rolls off the tongue these days, but I think it it has always for me been something that seemed a bit, you know, OTT, bit bit too much of a treat. Maybe I felt like, oh, I don't really deserve this. Um, and no, now I've realised that you know, self care is actually really important, and it doesn't have to mean um, kind of beauty or health kind of things but my first feel-good habit is actually having a really good bath oh, yeah. um so i i just love baths and you know i love you know you always get those like little like bottles in like um gift packs or in like uh gift bags when you go to like events and things like that or samples i always love the little like bath and shower gels and i always use them in the bath and so when I'm in the bath I also love to have a good face mask and a good hair mask um, and I think that also that kind of really sets you up for a good night's sleep so I like to do it in the evening I try not to have my phone in the bathroom um, and sometimes I'll listen to a book um so a few have got dunked in the bath you know, the bottom <laughs> of the book gets a little bit wet um, but yeah I just think it's so important because you know it's just that time that you can have for yourself. And it's amazing how it kind of like helps you to feel really relaxed. And I think a lot of people do find water really relaxing. And, you know, certainly a lot of patients do ask me about, for example, water births, which I know is quite different from having a bubble bath, but (laughs) a lot of people like the idea of delivering in the water because they find it relaxing. And I love swimming as well. And so, yeah, don't have a swimming pool in my house. So, you know, just swim around in the bath. And yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with hair masks these days as well, because obviously, you know, haven't been able to get my hair cut as often as I would have liked. And although I did cut uh, Mr. Guiney Geek's hair a couple of times during lockdown, I am not as trusting and didn't really fancy a kitchen scissor um, haircut I'm not sure he understands about layering and things like that. So, you know, didn't, didn't really fancy that. So I thought, right, okay, I need to do something. So I thought, oh, let me have a look at hair masks. Let me see. Um, and I randomly found this sachet um, that I got free in a magazine or something, I think. Um, and it was a little sachet of, now I can never say it. Now do correct me, Emma. Is it called Kerastase? Yes, yeah, I think so. That's how go I say with that. It. Kerastase. 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 And so it's the... Um, <laughs> It's the green one and it's, it's called like something cement or well. It's French,
1: yes. But yes. Yeah. I mean, they are beautiful, beautiful products
0: as well. Really well formulated. <sighs> so I put this hair mask in one day when I was in the bath and thought, oh, my hair feels really soft. And then the following day, three people at work said to me, Anita, have you had a secret lockdown haircut? <laughs> because it actually was so effective. <laughs>
1: Is it the so, Thermique? Cement Thermique? Is it that yeah, one? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I just thought
0: it was quite funny. It's, it's the split ends, basically, of which yeah. I had plenty. And yeah, I just thought it was really funny because, you know, you see all these things written on the bottles and you think, oh, I don't know, does it really work? But if it doesn't, I'll enjoy it anyway. But it definitely did. So, yeah, it's a, hot, a nice warm hot bath with whatever random bottle I can find of, of bubble bath and then all the masks in the house. So, good face mask usually a couple so i'll do like an exfoliating one and then a moisturizing one on oh, top nice afterwards yeah and then a hair mask
1: i have specific questions about baths because i struggle with them because mm-hmm. i usually bathe in winter when i'm cold and it's about enveloping myself in warmth and then i don't want yeah, to ever get out of the bath and i i have on a couple of occasions given myself a migraine by staying in a bath too long uh, <laughs> this is my own personal problem but so is there a is there a, an optimum time? And also you said about using them to relax and then maybe you do them before bed. If I yeah. bathe before bed, that's it. I will not sleep. It's it's oh, guaranteed. Really? Yeah, totally, it's guaranteed to screw me over. So um so interesting. Obviously, I have quite a tense relationship with bathing that I'm only just beginning to uncover on this podcast. But um, are there any particular, I know you said random bubble bars, but do you seem to usually have things like lavender around or pine or anything that lends itself?
0: Yeah, I mean, so I really like weightlifting. And so often a bath is another way of kind of like loosening up my muscles. Um, And you can get all those kind of like muscle soaks. And I, I, again, I don't really know how effective they are. Now, um, there's lots of really good um, ones that contain magnesium because apparently magnesium is um, best- absorbed through the skin and that's quite interesting and certainly magnesium is something that a lot of people find really helpful to help them sleep um i love a good lavender anything kind of like you know like really spa smelling botanical all those kind of ones um there's a really nice brand called Tisserand. yes who makes some really lovely um products and i i love buying them as gifts for people mm. so they do they do a sleep um one, which is, it does contain lavender, um, but they do some other really, really nice scents. Um, the other thing I would say is that don't have them too hot because, you know, if you get in and think, oh, I can just handle that, that is too hot as far as I'm concerned, oh. because it ends up being really hot. And then I think what it does is it kind of like, it causes all your blood vessels to dilate and then your blood pressure drops. Um, and sometimes that can cause you to have that kind of like throbbing headache. So maybe, that, maybe you need to put the temperature a bit lower, Emma, I don't know. Is that why when I
1: get out of the bath I have to get on the ground because I, everything yeah. starts to go black, okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, you get out and you're like, oh, God, everything's just, like, it's all coming inwards, it's all black, and then you start to see stars, and sometimes you feel that ringing in your ears. Often that can be a sign that your blood pressure has gone a little bit low. And it's, it's very common for, for women to get episodes of low blood pressure. And so um, we also find that some people, when they stand up, their blood pressure drops. So that's something called postural hypotension. So if you stand up very quickly and then everything starts to go black and you get that ringing sensation, feel like you're going to faint, That's a, it's a similar kind of situation. So yeah, it tends to be more common in women.
1: I'm chuckling because it happened last night and it took me by surprise. I'd had a really busy day and then I was on the sofa watching The Crown and I got up to walk to the bathroom and everything went a bit fuzzy and I just in the middle of the hallway just immediately got down into child pose. <laughs> Yeah, just right to save to myself, do, it? it doesn't no happen very a often. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, this is so, this is a really nice idea. Um,
0: just quickly, how long do you stay in the bath as well? Uh, it depends. So, it would normally be about half an hour. Um, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so nice, I so don't want to get out, and then you start to notice wrinkly fingers, and you're like, mm, okay, that's my warning. Or if the water gets cold, that's the worst, yeah. Um, but I actually have quite a big bath at home, um, so it takes quite a while to run. Uh, it's one of those ones that has the spar jets as well, which is quite nice. A yeah, to. I that must I be know. nice after a long shift. It's lovely. Um, although I shower after a shift because I want to rinse all the dirt off. So I don't tend to have a, <laughs> a bath if I'm like, if I think I've got some disgusting infectious agent on me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would, I would have a bath only when I'm cleanish or covered in my own dirt so if I've had a big right. workout um but yeah I, so I, because it's quite big I think oh this is actually like quite a, a lot of water right. I ought to stay in here for a long time so I kind of rationalize my excessive amount of time in the bath by
1: that I enjoy that and also I do really enjoy magnesium I often refer to it as um nature's valium it's not yeah, as strong as that obviously
0: so, you can get some, you can get tablets of magnesium. Um, and this is something I have done before in the past cause I've um, really struggled with sleeping but there's lots of different kinds and it depends what kind of salt the magnesium is mixed with. Um, and so some types will actually cause people to get diarrhea. Yep. So if you have it orally this is but if you have it in the bath, it shouldn't give you diarrhea. So yeah, if you find that you can tolerate it um, for that reason then yeah, definitely try it in the bath. I mean, it might not work, but hey, it might have a placebo effect. It doesn't really matter if you get your sleep in, does it?
1: Nothing, nothing to lose. I do like this. And quite a few people have talked about the ritual or the ceremony of having a bath. And it's funny, yeah. some people will do it to wake themselves up. Some people will do it to wind down. Others will do it as exactly as you say, I want an indulgent treat. I can't go and do so many of the things I would like to do. Actually, putting some candles on, glass of wine in the bath.
0: Mm. Gorgeous. And it's so funny, isn't it? Because most of us as children probably hated going in the bath. I know um, if I go around to my um, sister-in-law's house, my niece will be like running around. And honestly, I swear she goes to bed later than me because it'll be the evening and they'll be like trying to get her in the bath. And I'm like, God, that's that's exactly what I'd love to do right now. Go home and get in the bath. But can they get this four year old in the bath? Absolutely not. There's (laughs) There's that
1: meme, isn't there? Like all the things that were your punishment as a kid like you can't go out you've got to do like they're all the things that we really want to do yeah
0: but so i actually always really enjoyed it as a kid and i remember that i would go to my grandma's house and we would have a bath and she always had baddie dress you know the the green stuff yeah and it was just so fun like going in this green bath, um (laughs) and then it was so nice because uh, we always had these like special bathrobes, um and they were like way too big for us. We were like tripping over them, but she would always put them on the radiator for us, so they were warm when we got out and we'd mm. like we felt like princesses, me and my sister, in these like bathrobes um and then she also you know classic grandma style always had talcum powder always. Um, so she like with a little poof thing, yes, um, and uh, she would always like put it on our feet for us, and it was just so nice, and it was so fun, so yeah, i I mean, I don't particularly remember ever being resistant to the bath.
1: <laughs> no, baths can be enjoyed. I obviously do them wrong and make myself too hot. <laughs> um, right, let's move swiftly on then to a uh, feel good habit number two.
0: Number two. Uh, so I have a book of lists, um, which doesn't maybe sound like a feel good habit, but actually I find it really helps because, you know, we're all really, really busy and. I think I started it when I was doing my PhD actually, because working in the hospital, you go to work in the morning and then you come home at night or vice versa if you're doing the night shift. But what you do is you hand over anything that needs doing to the person who's taking over from you. And then when I started doing research, there's no one to hand over to. It's only me who had to do the work for my thesis. And so, I started becoming really overwhelmed by everything. And, you know, research is kind of like a competition as well, because you're trying to, there's obviously other people in the world who are trying to work out the same puzzles as you, and you're trying to do it quicker and better than everyone else. And so there's always something you can be doing. And I think also you are looking at other people around you who are also in the research world, and you're like, oh, but that person got a really good, article published in a really good journal last month and oh maybe I should do something like that and so it's like constant and you you know you can be a bit more creative when you're working in the research world which I know sounds weird that science is creative but it it, it is for a geek like me <laughs> and so I started becoming really overwhelmed and felt like I had to do everything now When I, I had to do what that person was doing and I still have my own tasks to do and so what I started doing was having like a bullet journal so I just buy the um, books either from Muji or there's a German brand called Leuchterm or something, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where you can get yeah, the square uh, pages or the dots or the lines. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I buy one of those. And on the left hand um, side would be my diary. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way down. And I would write all my things in. And then on the um, right hand page would be my to do list. And so it would just be a list of everything that I needed to do that week. And so it's just a way of being like, okay, I've written it down on paper. So I don't have to constantly have that thought buzzing around in my head. And I think that nowadays that we're all like working from home, it's really hard to make that distinction between what's work and what's home life mm. or, you know, what's work and what's leisure time. And it can be quite difficult because if your desk is now in your living room, for example, then you're always at work really, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, and you don't kind of have those boundaries and that sort of like ceremony of like going to work and coming home from work so you can kind of really take your life everywhere with you and so yeah I just kind of I mean it sounds kind of really obvious but a lot of people are quite interested when they see my little book so I realize that maybe not everyone does it and so yeah I just write everything down even the like really really little things so I might have a list for the whole week and then a list for each day as well and I think that you know it's really easy to be very ambitious and make huge plans for what you're going to do but then you sort of start to punish yourself because you're not getting through your to-do list so another thing that I actually start to do is kind of annotate when I'm going to do each thing so for example this week I'm off all week because I've um, been on nights over the weekend and so i Obviously, I always want to achieve so much because I'm like, wow, it's a whole week, I can do this, I can do that. Um, and I've started to be a bit more realistic with my time. And um, yeah, by just kind of earmarking when I'm going to do each thing, it means that my lists are quite realistic. Um, and hopefully it means I get things done on time. But sometimes i find it really therapeutic to just write something down and often you know if you've got that thought like buzzing around in your head at night i get my book out i write it down and i know that i don't have to think about it anymore because i find that the nights that i sleep worst are when i'm anticipating something yeah so yeah write it down then you can kind of get it out of your head and it doesn't work for anyone everyone but it works for me. It's
1: quite anchoring, isn't it? I know that um, previously when I've had sleep experts on, they say if you are somebody who wakes up and your mind suddenly presents every worst case scenario, mm-hmm. write down your worries and it anchors them and it makes them real and you can compartmentalize them. Do you have a preferred time when you write the like is it a Sunday evening thing? Do you check in with the book in particular the notebook in particular time at particular times of the day? Or what's the way that you start putting it together that's been really useful for you
0: um i think my schedule's quite ad hoc so it kind of it doesn't always a sunday night for me can actually be a tuesday evening because that's <laughs> when my time off has been or whatever so i just kind of yeah check in every now and then and i make sure that at the start of each week i kind of look to the following week as well because you know, there might be so much going on. I want to kind of make sure that nothing's going to come as a shock (laughs) Uh, and just kind of work out when things are happening. Uh, But yeah, I just think like periodically checking in or if I, I don't know if other people feel this, but sometimes I just think I feel really anxious and I don't know what I'm anxious about. And so having things sort of written down in advance, I think, okay, it's all fine, Anita. You've got lots of things to do, but this is when you're going to get to do them or Maybe it's this certain event that you've got on Wednesday that's stressing you out. And then it just means that sometimes and I might just get a random scrap of paper and just if some if if a certain thing is really bothering me, I write down the title of that thing, why it's bothering me and what I can actually do about it. Mm, That's smart. Yeah. There's a kind of coping mechanism. And again, it doesn't always work, but that sort of. It how could, I tend to sort of manage it.
1: It chips away at it a bit, makes it maybe feel yeah. a little bit less humongous.
0: Definitely. And Because I think the worst thing is kind of feeling anxious and not really knowing what it is. Yeah. And so if you can kind of like systematically go through all the different events that you've got, but also the, all the domains of your life you know for example like am I worried that oh gosh I haven't called my mum for ages that that kind of thing like that's that can sometimes be <laughs> a cause of stress because also my mum work shifts as well so sometimes I find it hard to kind of catch up with her um, and I don't want to sort of text her in the middle of the night or something because I don't think she puts her phone on silent all the time so it's just kind of like those little things that yeah okay remember to catch up with um, this person or that person.
1: I like this I do think especially now as you say uh, that division between work life home life maybe actually having a list of things maybe it's two books or maybe you can put them all but it's a really good way of just navigating this kind of new reality this new normal that we're all living in I love it okay (laughs) I have a feeling well I don't know maybe it won't be number three but I feel like I know what number three is going to be what is it then well I feel like you're going to for some reason I just feel like you're going to talk about
0: exercise now you know what? I haven't put that on the list because I was like, I don't know if this is too predictable, but hey, let's talk about it. Fine then. Because, um, well, yeah, as you can see, I'm kind of like militant and I actually really believe in past lives. And so I think that in a past life, I was some kind of like general in the army or something because I do really like to kind of like live my life. It's very planned, and all my friends will laugh when they hear me say this because you know, like I love organized fun. (laughs) (laughs) You're Monica, (laughs) I am, I am. Um, probably not such a good cook, but that's also on the list. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, I think it's really important to kind of like plan when I am going to exercise, and not because I'm training for anything, but actually because I know that exercise makes me feel really good, and some people might feel quite irritated by hearing me say that because often you know when someone else is doing something that you wish that you were doing then it can make you feel a little bit guilty but guys if you're feeling guilty because you're not exercising I'm sure there's something that you're doing that I feel guilty about um because I'm uh, not troyant. doing it. so yeah you know I think it's important to to sort of see things uh, as a bigger picture um but yeah I kind of earmark when I'm going to do exercise so I normally would do sort of three weight training sessions a week um and so for example like I did mine this morning and I was like oh god I really don't feel like it but I thought Anita you're gonna feel so much better afterwards and I do have insight into when I'm too exhausted that's good so I have a really good online coach and he always tells me if you can't make a really tight fist you're too exhausted to train which is quite interesting uh and um yeah he's really fascinating so um it's not Andy Vincent is it no, so his name's Adam Willis. He's amazing. Um, and he has taught me a lot about kind of learning about myself. And And for example, when I'm too exhausted, he's really cool. Um, but yeah, so I know when I'm not not in in the zone and so for example if I wake up and I'm like god I am actually way too exhausted to do a weight session then what I'll do is I'll do a mobility session instead so Shona Virtue is my absolute girl crush um, go-to for mobility and so she has an amazing YouTube channel and they're just 10 minutes and so I think her tagline is something like if you've got time to scroll, you've got time to roll. So sorry, (laughs) Shona, if I've said that wrong, but it is so true. Like it's so easy to stay in bed, scrolling on your phone for 10 minutes when you don't want to get up, but that's not going to do you any good. Whereas a 10 minute mobility session will actually do wonders and it can just make you feel so awake. You know, my job's quite physical as well. Um, When we're operating, we stand in very odd positions and, you know, you kind of like are standing, holding things and lots of muscles, like it's very, it's probably very bad for our bodies to be honest with you. And, and you know, if we're, for example, doing deliveries, they can be really physical. Um, like I hurt my shoulder at work actually over the weekend, which you probably wouldn't expect someone to say (laughs) Um, because it doesn't really seem like a very physical thing but yeah we kind of don't always respect our bodies when Mm -hmm. we're in that moment because we're concentrating so much Uh, and so I find it really helpful because often you know just wake up and you feel quite stiff or you know sometimes you wake up and do you ever wake up and you're really tired and you feel like really like waterlogged yes Um, often people say you know they wake up and their rings don't they feel very tight or your face just looks puffy or you know again you can't make that really tight this because you have-
2: If you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Hands are puffy. So sometimes I feel like doing those kind of mobility exercises just helps like get the body going and, and help yourself feel back to normal the lymphatic system
1: it's why I bought a
0: mini oh, trampoline
1: exactly. a few years ago which I don't have anymore
0: oh, Wow! oh I love a mini
1: trampoline <laughs> well because the blood blood obviously we've got the, the heart is the pump but there's no pump yeah. for the lymphatic drainage system other than movement but if you do wake up as you say feeling it the the sort of the reflex is to sit down and relax but actually mm. just a little bit of movement even that um what you're talking about the mobility can be the thing that can just get that lymphatic drainage pumping which is very nice yeah, indeed
0: well, maybe i need a trampoline <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're very affordable from uh, uh, everyone's favorite online retailer with many many <laughs> retailers anyway so we digress the mini trampoline thing is is so bonkers but i really like that i think that's really important and knowing when to when to rest as well
0: yeah and like definitely using
1: um, the tight fist thing
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So, my next one well, you mentioned food. So, yeah, it's food and it's actually hashtag meal prep. Um, So, I find that if I have prepared all my meals and I know what I'm going to eat and I've got like really good, um, wholesome, healthy food to take to work, then I feel so much better. Mm. So, this again all goes back to the fact that I like to be organized and I don't handle chaos very well so I kind of make a menu every week and it just means that when I go to the supermarket I can make sure that I buy everything I need so you don't have that kind of like oh my god I haven't got red onions mad dash kind of thing it's like 10 p.m and you're trying to make you. Your food for the next day um but also I feel like I waste less food that way so that kind of makes me feel a bit better about things because obviously there's so much food waste mm. going on um so that helps me to be organized but also so hard to get good food in hospital there's it's just impossible almost like probably like the healthiest food you'll get in a hospital is like a jacket potato with some tuna and beans or something it's really hard to get like really good veggies and stuff Mm. um so I yeah I just like to have all my meals prepared and also it's I think skipping meals is really bad and I know that doctors and nurses and people who work in hospitals do it quite often um and I just think like I need my brain to be nourished I need my body to to have energy and if you have something in your bag I feel like you're more likely to to grab it and eat it than if you have to think about the fact that you need to go to the canteen and then is there going to be a massive queue and what actually is there going to be or oh it's three o'clock and I've got uh, a lunch break now there's not going to be anything left so yeah I always find that I just like to have my meals prepared and everyone's like oh my god you're so good like have you managed to make that amazing meal? But I tend to kind of like prepare things for the whole week. So I just kind of like smash it out and I actually find that really therapeutic. I love cooking. I really enjoy it. I love being in the kitchen, get some tunes on and just, yeah. Hashtag meal prep. I am so
1: with you. I, a few Saturdays ago, I woke up and I was quite grumpy and I was like, there's nothing to do. I can't go anywhere. I've already been for my walk. (laughs) And so I, I batch cooked. Yeah. And it's so methodical, and I find it really calming. And I felt great afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I had I didn't have enough Tupperware for everything I'd cooked, so I created a bit of a rod for my own back. But (laughs) needless to say, but I just I I totally am with you. And also, I feel like if I know what I'm eating, if I know that I've got something to prepare, it stops me from snacking or standing in the in the fridge door, going, "Oh, what am I going to have?" Like it's quite nice, as you say, to know that you've got everything you need.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, I've, I really like mealtime. And so, you know, like if you come back from work, and then it's kind of like chaotic, and you're like, Oh, my God, what am I gonna, what am I gonna eat? I feel like you enjoy it more if you don't have that chaos beforehand. And also yeah. then, I really like to kind of like try and sit down with my husband and have dinner together. And um, it's quite interesting because they never really seemed to have meal time in their house when um, he was a kid. So he, he thinks that I'm barbaric making him sit at the dining table. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's like, can't we just have it on the sofa on our laps? And I'm like, no, that's the time to sit yeah. and chat and go through what's happening in your day. But I find that if you've got a meal planned then it's so much easier. You just get it on the table and then you can just sit down and relax.
1: Yeah, it's a nice, it's a ceremony as much as anything else. I totally believe in the dinner table. When you're with people, sit down at the dinner table, chat, find out what's going on. That's lovely. Okay, where are we headed to next?
0: Well, uh, Red Lip and Dance Night is my next one. (laughs) So I love red lipstick. And Emma, you make me want to buy so much lipstick, it's unreal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sorry about it
0: because <laughs> I, no, I think we have very similar skin colour and hair yeah. colour so I'm yeah. like oh if that looks good on Emma then it should look good on me <laughs> um, and you know I always think oh don't really wear red lipstick that often you know do I really need it but I do think that it just makes you feel so much better um, and so you know it tends to be something that you wear when you go out but I've just decided these days do you know what forget it I'm just going to put some on and walk around the house and I do quite like having a kind of like Friday night. So Friday nights I do try not to do anything in terms of kind of like doing work at home and stuff. Um because I think it's quite important to kind of have those landmarks in your week mm. where you kind of like allow yourself to to relax and you know people listening now are like oh she is the most uptight person in the world (laughs) but you know I I kind of I have insight into the fact that I am a control freak I am quite uptight and there are times when I need to loosen up so yeah red lipstick um occasionally put my heels on um I do quite like wearing my wedding shoes around the house yes uh they are uh Nicholas Kirkwood heels (laughs) uh with the pearl in the heel and they are with the big chunky silver glitter all over them wow. so they're <laughs> totally ridiculous and if I've worn up the house you know you'd have to be going somewhere pretty fancy but I'm just like Do you know what forget it I'm gonna put them on I'm gonna have a little boogie so I love old school r not the kind of stuff that's on history these days because that is too new that is not old school um, Are we talking you know,
1: 90s, too- low-rise yes. jeans, racer yes. front, white vest tops? Yep, yep,
0: yep. 100%. Love a bit of garage. <laughs> Think myself as a bit of an MC sometimes. Miss Dynamite, you know, me and her could have a real good uh, competition. <laughs> I know all the words to all her songs. Um, Craig David is my dream man and still is. And my husband fully knows this. Um, so, yeah, just you know you have those tunes that you you just they make you feel really happy so yeah for me it's kind of like old school r&b garage something quite grimy also great just dance literally dance like no one's watching no one is watching me but yeah I just it makes me feel really good and really happy um and also if I'm going to work and I'm like oh I'm really tired it's gonna be a really hard day I also put on one of those kind of tunes in the yeah. car and I just yeah. belt it out um, I'm going to
1: make you quite jealous now, I think. So my dear friend, also friend of the show, Lisa Potter Dixon, when she got married, she started a Twitter campaign to get Craig David to basically send a wedding message and he <laughs> turned up at their wedding and DJed.
0: <gasps> oh my God. Yep, 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 So yep, yep. I did actually <laughs> tr- give it a go <laughs> and did manage to get in touch with his management, but I got married on bank holiday weekend in August when all of the festivals are happening. Right. So I did contemplate changing the date (laughs) of my wedding, um, but we couldn't because everyone had already booked their flights to Greece. Um, But yeah, so um, Lisa Potter Dixon, if you could help me. I'd quite like him to play at my 40th. i have got a few years. I will put yeah. you
1: in touch with Lisa. <laughs> if she can make anything happen, she is a magician. So I'll, <laughs> I'll hook you two up. If you like the red lipstick I wear, you need to watch her tutorials as well. If you, if you want Amazing. to throw some glitter or sequins into your life, Lisa Poster Dixon <laughs> is the conduit.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. It sounds like me and her need to be best friends. <laughs>
1: You do, and I'm very excited as well because she's launching a jewelry range at the end of this week. And I've already, and it, I know I've already earmarked some stuff that I want. I'm like, get me have it now, Lisa. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. I feel like <laughs> I've now got we've now got an extra one because I threw in exercise as a curveball. What are we onto next, my friend? Um,
0: I think. Oh yeah, my last one. Mm-hmm. Sleep is so important. Okay, and so. I think that clean bed sheets are just heaven. I don't know what it is about men and changing <laughs> beds, but my husband's like, "Why have you changed the bed again?" I'm like, "Well, because I want clean bed sheets. I want to feel like I'm living in a hotel. Thank you very much." Uh, and so, um, hashtag not an ad, but there's this incredible brand called Dusk and so one of my friends from work introduced me to them and I feel like they always have a sale on and so her mum does like really um like bougie airbnbs around London and she's like oh she uses these um these bed sheets Uh, and so I thought you know what they're pretty cheap in the sale I'll buy them uh, amazing! They're so like buttery soft um, and just really nice, and you know, just like oh, it just feels so good when you get into them. So I have to obviously have had like my my bath of dreams before I get in because I need to be clean. Um, so yeah, clean bed sheets and also good pajamas. You just yes. you can't go wrong with good pajamas, and so. A few years ago, I um, was given a pair of Desmond and Dempsey pyjamas by a friend as a gift. And I was like, whoa, these are spenny. But then I thought, you know what? You actually spend so much time in your (laughs) pyjamas. Why not? Um, And so I bought my whole family um, Desmond and Dempsey pyjamas last year and had them monogrammed. And I've got this great photograph of all of us in our PJs on Christmas Day. Um, just because I just think they're so nice and it's just yeah it's so important to to feel nice when you go to bed
1: I agree now the obvious question is do you have a particular um scent or any kind of spritz that you spray on your bed sheets because I do love I mean the sanctuary do this wonderful sleep spray and it is lavendery but it's not mm-hmm. massively lavendery and that I, if I spritz that on my bed sheets every single night before I go to bed and then I kind of throw the duvet on top of me and I get a big old waft of it. And it's amazing. Do you have anything like that?
0: So I, I do really like the one from This Works. Mm. I really, really like it. Um, but my husband doesn't like it. So I have to kind of spritz it on my side, <laughs> keep it to myself. Um, but otherwise, I haven't really found any others that really excited me. Um, but I do like just a bit of good old fashioned lavender oil on the mm. pillow. Mm-mm. It does kind of like leave greasy marks, but you know, <laughs> Just another excuse to change the bed.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and as long as you've got your pillow protector, there's another brand, and I've completely blanked on the name of it. But actually, it's a sleep spray that's quite peppery. Ooh. So I'll find it and I'll message you because maybe that will that'll be the thing that will get you. You can spritz it near your husband.
0: Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, just going to sleep in the spare room. I don't mind. Well, this is it. <laughs> this is it.
1: Because last time you came on the show, you were just about to move, and now you've moved. So you've yeah. sort of changed. So much has
0: changed. Exactly. So and I much has changed.
1: Don't think I'm not jealous of that weight area that you've got downstairs because that oh, looks very cool. Oh my gosh. Cool.
0: I basically had to almost like make all of these gym equipment websites my home pages because <laughs> I was just watching and watching for them to come in stock. And then they came in stock when I was abroad this summer. Um, so I'm so, I feel really bad because obviously a lot of people didn't managed to go on their summer holidays but actually we managed to go to Greece because um, my husband's Greek so we went to stay um, in their summer house and it was so nice um, but yeah so um, I mean luxury problem the weights <laughs> came into into stock when I was away and I was like oh my god but I won't be able to get them because we'll be out so what am I gonna do this was like drama of the holiday uh, but yeah then they came back into stock again when, when I got back so I managed to snap some up and oh it's amazing it's just so nice so i it all we've got literally is a barbell and then a couple of weights and then also a um it's called the landmine attachment
1: yes um, that's a, is that like the bar of the barbell but with a weight on one end
0: so it's a hinge that you put one end of the barbell into and then you can use it for loads of different kind of exercises so um, adam willis who's my coach has a really good video on his instagram page of different ways to um to use this landmine attachment so if people do have a barbell and you know for example i don't have like a i don't have a squat rack i don't have any i don't have a bench or anything so you're a little bit more restricted as to what you can do with your uh barbell so anything upper body has to be a small enough weight that you can actually kind of like clean the bar yeah um which is a bit tricky so this is a really good way of using it for um, upper body, but also lower body exercises, and it was thirty pounds. <gasps> so it's actually really cheap, and it's really diversified what I can do with my small amount of equipment. That's handy.
1: I've been doing Alice Living's workouts for a long time, oh, yeah. and I've and I've and she's brilliant. And I've she got is. five kilogram weights, and I have been waiting and waiting and waiting for ten kilogram hand weights to come into stock because I've outgrown them now, and I just think, well, I'd rather. Yeah. And eight's going to be not enough progression. And so, anyway, and I'm just, I am every day like you, refreshing, waiting for that. 10 kilogram uh those 10 kilogram hand weights to come in
0: i mean they are very hard to come by at the moment i no. feel like the only thing you can get is like two and a half kilos or 47 yes. and a half kilos <laughs> are you talking about wolver skin because that's
1: exactly what you can get on there is 47 and a half or the 2.5 yeah,
0: exactly so that's where i got my uh that's where i got my barbell from oh um, i'll put the link the in the show notes it's from is. a place called mirror fit um and they've got some bits and bobs in at the moment so yeah I'm currently on the lookout for fractional plates so you know they're like the smaller ones they're like one and a half kilos right. and two kilos and that kind of thing so yeah. oh, I
1: just had an Instagram ad pop up with a brand called Shreddy which oh. is and that's got hand weights four five six eight again. I'll put the link in the show notes, everybody. Anita, I knew that your habits were going to be brilliant and they really were. And they're so considered and they're so thoughtful and they're so useful as well. I feel actually you've really calmed me down just listening to you explain your habits as well.
0: Oh, well, that's good. Oh, there's one that we also didn't cover, which I will just briefly cover. Please do. About how if something's bothering me or if I'm annoyed about something, I really try really hard to let it go. And this is something that I discussed in one of my recent Instagram posts, because um, I don't know how much people know about the training that we have to do in medicine, but we have to do professional exams. So whatever you specialize in, there'll be a college. So um, my college is the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And so we have to do an exam, which basically is a way of proving that you're not a cowboy because you know they need to make sure that you know the guidelines and that you are giving people the correct information and offering people the correct treatment and know how to diagnose things. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like knowing, knowing your shit.
1: Is it keeping everything up to date as well? So it's not just that you qualified years ago and that's that, it's like just constantly
0: drip feeding the new stuff as well. So we do have to do that as well, but this is something that you have to do to um, be able to basically get a certificate to tell the world that you are safe to be an obstetrician and oncologist. Okay. And so um, it's, it takes years to do. And so I was at the final part where I needed to do the oral exam where they basically have um, actors who are patients and they, um, pretend to have different conditions and we have to sort of explain things to them and whatnot and so mine got cancelled uh last minute so I was supposed to have it on a Tuesday and it got cancelled on Friday and well you know I had spent so much time revising I'd done a whole weekend of revision course um which was you know pretty full-on um I had used lots of annual leave that every time I wasn't studying I felt guilty you know you you put your whole life and soul into this exam Uh, and I was like oh my god and like I felt everything bubbling up inside me and then I thought you know what Anita you don't have enough energy to be angry at this and so I had to just make this concerted decision that I was not going to be angry about it because I knew that if I plowed more energy into being angry about something I couldn't control it was going to take up precious energy that I wanted for other things. Because you know, there was, i had put away other ideas of things I wanted to do. Like for example, videos that I wanted to record for my Instagram, um, posts that I wanted to write as a research paper that I've been wanting to write for ages. And I thought, no, you can't do that because you've got the exam. Um, and also just hanging out with people. though obviously that's a little bit difficult to do these days, but you know, not doing the things that I enjoy. And so, yeah, I just decided, you know what? You can't put any energy into being mad about this because then you're going to waste energy that you could use more productively in other areas. And so I wrote an Instagram post about this. Um, And also I kind of reflected on the fact that in terms of impact of the pandemic, I was very much less affected than most people out there. Uh, And so a lot of people said, you know, that's a really great way of thinking about it and then somebody sent me a message saying I really disagree with this I think it's a really unhealthy way of thinking and I don't like to see it promoted and it's so interesting isn't it because you know for me this is my healthy way of dealing with it and I can totally see why some people would think you know I'm not acknowledging my emotions I'm not allowing myself to feel annoyed I am only thinking about other people to kind of make myself feel better but, you know, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because that for me is a healthy way, but for someone else, it might not be the right way. And I think that this is something really interesting that I've learned from social media as well. And and um, that could be like a whole other spiel about <laughs> what we can learn from social media. But I do think that we have to really respect and appreciate that we all deal with things in a different way. Mm. And that is one of the ways in which I sort of cope with living my life on social media. Yeah. So I think that was several, several <laughs> things in one there, but you know, no, I think I, I, that's lovely. A... And I also,
1: I also do agree. I think you, you can feel something, but you you're not saying I'm going to think about how other people are affected. I think what you're saying, what I interpret from that is I'm choosing not to react on this occasion. I have these emotions, mm. but I'm choosing not to indulge them. I'm choosing not to I'm choosing to snuff them out because they're not serving me, which is, I think, different from ignoring them, burying them, and focusing on other people, which may be where that criticism came from. But um yeah. I don't know. I think it's I, interesting, but yeah. I think you're doing things just the right way. <laughs> um I have loved this. They and they are, they have been brilliant habits, and you've given a hell of a lot of bang for our buck because you've been given- <laughs> Uh, you've given so much more so thank you so much listeners the links to everything we've discussed so that's Shona Virtue, Adam Willis, uh, The Waits, uh, Dusk and various other bits they will be in the show notes as will the links to lovely Anita but thank you so much for coming back and sharing your habits
0: oh anytime I do actually really love these um, feel good habits episodes so it's an honor to be featured in one thank you oh
1: come back anytime my friend of course